You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network. Yes. We get, this is a special episode of Horror Vane. Yes, We're it very, is. Very, very, very excited. Yes. Uh, not, to, not to be confused. Not to be confused with Horror Wayne. Yeah. Horror That's Wayne, right. Yes. <laughs> I'll let That's uh, right. I'll let Don introduce our our, our well, special guest here. Yes. I mean, for many episodes, uh, <laughs> I've been mentioning my good friend Carl, who I would say got me into horror films and all things horror. Goddamn right. That's right. And on our last episode, um, I mentioned that uh, there's a good chance, good possibility that he will be a guest on one of our episodes. And here he is. So Carl is joining us for this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me for this episode. It is and an we're happy to have him. Wonder. Yes. Yes. So the infamous Carl is with us. <laughs> ah. That's Carol. There oh, that's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Anytime I walk in the room, that happens. What? The, that's the, right. The, 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 that music turns on? Yeah, it's, I don't know where it comes from, but now I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been you the whole damn time. That's, that's it. right. See? Now, it's um, been Rob. Yes, sir. We've, we've actually been talking about Carl since like the beginning of this podcast and it's yeah, like because, wow we actually have them on. we do <laughs> this is incredible. that's right i'm and, kind uh, of a big deal it no. is it is a big deal it is you know what no, because every time every time rob would ask me so when did you first see this film well, well you know carl you know that guy carl yeah and that's i don't know i don't know carl i don't know him. right i know I, I know of rob this is my first time talking uh, and I've known I've, I've known and heard about Rob the same way that uh, you've been mentioned uh, that I've been mentioned on your show. I've, you've been mentioned to me the same way. So that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's very but, uh, true. I must I must take uh, some blame here. I can't believe. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, I can't believe. Uh, thank you. I can't believe that uh, I missed Fright Night with Don. How did I miss that? All those oh, years? I don't know. Don's gonna pay for. I don't that. know. Yeah, oh, Rob geez. was like, "Are you serious? What yeah. the hell?" I, I know. The ball. I don't know how I missed that one with you. That was so good. Oh my god, is that a good film? Holy Rob, cow! Rob picked up the slack. Yeah, he I did. did. I did on that one. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I can I confessed to Rob that I was putting that one off because it looked a little cheesy. Oh God! So, I know. And so Rob's finally like, "Don't you want? Why don't you want to?" Don't you want to watch Fright Night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, that, we'll do that this time. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, the, like, it's the old Don you, you Fisher wanna... blow-off. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want to see Fright Night? Why do you hate fun? <laughs> exactly, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, was that so good. Oh, oh, man. Anyway. And then Rob hadn't seen the second one. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen the second right, one. Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I still so. have to see the second one. 
well, the, reason why, the reason the reason why the second one's interesting is because it's got Roddy McDowell, it's got yeah. William Ragdale. Uh, it carries on the dandridge thing, but uh, it does fly off the rails and get a little cheesy and tries to go too far with certain things. But all, the, all in all, not bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, I see. I had no idea that they were in it, and uh, I definitely would have saw the movie. For whatever reason, I thought it was just like, a oh, the, another vampire movie that they made. But, yeah, that's cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. A word, word on the street is originally they wanted to bring Evil Ed back because he's the only surviving vampire. But uh, yeah. I don't know what went wrong there. Something went wrong there. So yeah. that would have been that would have been cool. Though, I think Evil he Ed was. I think he was done with the series, or I don't know. He, I don't know what happened with him. But yeah, yeah, I heard. Something. I have to read. Yeah, I, I have the book, and I have to read the whole book. But yes, yeah, something, and there's a, a documentary as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Something yeah, the, with Stephen, something with Stephen Jeffries didn't fly. I don't know why. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard I heard a lot about you know Stephen Jeffries having problems. Uh, I don't know on sets and whatever. And I don't know it. Like I said, I don't huh. know for sure. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, but that was yeah. But if um, and then uh, and then yeah. I and then I I have seen Cycle Three and Rob has yet to see that one. Right. No, I saw Psycho Three, but I haven't seen Psycho Four, the prequel. Oh, you haven't right. seen the fourth one. You haven't seen the fourth one. If memory yeah. serves, Part Four was, I think, made for HBO or something. It was not in theaters. Right. Uh, it's got the cool prequel side to things, but then it has a updated. He's basically being interviewed on the ra- on a radio show, uh, and he goes into his past. So half the story was kind of cool and interesting, then the other half was. <laughs> it didn't, you know, resonate with me very well, but it's still worthy just because Perkins is in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, other than that, I mean, I saw him in Crimes of Passion and Edge of Sanity, and he was getting typecast as a psycho after Psycho Two. So yeah. But anyway, Crimes yeah. of Passion. He's God. Crimes of Passion. He's hilarious and like hilarious, creepy uh, street preacher. Oh really? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, trying trying to save the soul of a of a streetwalker played by Kathleen Turner. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Playing another streetwalker. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. She's actually. Yeah. It's funny. She's playing a streetwalker by night and a uh, designer by day, but he tries to basically his weapon of choice becomes this uh, sharp dildo. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> It wasn't so, a turkey baster. Was <laughs> no, a no, no. <laughs> it just looked like one. That's the running gag on this show. Oh uh, my god! The turkey baster that can be found in the movie "Don't Watch." I mean, "Don't Breathe." Yes, that's right. That's right. There you go. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, so. a lot of yes, listeners sir. don't know that we actually have the Folk Brothers on here. Oh, I don't know if god. anybody. <laughs> Oh boy! So you guys have to do asparagus pee. You guys have to do that song. Well, the, <laughs> there's this long like what? what oh, that's the name of the album. Oh, that's it. Okay, right. That's the name yeah. of the album. That's the, okay. But <laughs> I don't even remember what songs are on that album. Oh my god! Uh, it's been... wait, I know, I know. Poop in my pants was on there. Oh, Easter, god. Easter Keister. Easter Keister. Easter Keister. There you uh, go. I think Bama Osama's mama. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what else is on there. Oh, the Irish, uh, the Don't Stand Down Wind of Angus. Oh yeah, I think that was on there. Yeah. 
Dear God, the Folk okay. Brothers. Anyway, so, so so Carl, give us a little uh, give us a little background on uh, you know what got you into horror films and stuff like that. Oh wow! Uh, well, both my parents uh, when they met, they would they came together in their, their college years uh, by watching Dark Shadows together. Wow! Uh, I used yeah. to watch Dark Shit. My mother used to work, watch Dark Shadows. I was the same. Yep. I was the same. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, I don't know how it blossomed from there, except for I grew up and they, they took me in what I consider the, the proper order. They started me out with the Godzilla films and stuff. <laughs> and they they let me graduate up into the Universal Monsters. And then, uh, you know, then it was Creature Features and that sort of thing. So you, wa- you there, watched uh, Creature Feature on Channel yeah, 9? Yeah, the Channel 44, Channel, Channel 9, whatever it yeah. was on. Love that uh, show. Love that show. Then, you know, they would let me watch the TV versions of certain popular films and uh you know my dad and mother both loved horror so when they divorced they would still take me to see films i remember one time we were at the taste of elmhurst and my mom's like we have to get home because they're showing psycho on channel nine tonight you know so she she took me to that she took me to psycho two psycho three <laughs> but uh and it's funny because like she was always protective we're not gonna let you see those friday 13th yeah. films and stuff she let me she only wanted me to see the good stuff but she did take me to house of wax in 3d when they re-released it wow. uh yeah. she took my friends and i to a midnight screening of return of the living dead at hellside square theater <laughs> um wow. and then my thing, yeah. so yeah she just kind of i got into the whole fangoria magazine and famous monsters magazine and the toys the figures made by remco and whatnot in aurora and just kind of went from there then we started going to haunted houses and it just wow. kind of kept going then i started doing my own little haunted house work and yeah don, don came along the ride on that and wow. yeah we even made a few horror films that I, i'm not even gonna go into we wow. did we did and we met in uh 94 at second city improv classes that's where carl yeah. and i met so yeah. wow no, well, we're doing theater you, ever you since You actually then, so. just described my childhood. I went through the same oh, thing. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Oh, God. You know, if you're ever in town, you got to come see the house. It's like a little uh, museum. I have. I actually have a room dedicated to that childhood. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. He does. Yeah, he does. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I definitely it's great, it's great with It's great with the women. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they love that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they can't get no. enough. <laughs> yeah, so I bring I bring I bring Annette in there, and I'm like, I go, "Isn't this cool?" She's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's gonna stay in here, right? <laughs> it's not gonna bleed That's out a, of the room, right?" I don't want that scary oh stuff God. in my house. Come on, I know, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah, but Carl introduced me to a lot of the uh, horror films that uh, a lot of the great ones, and. um well, they were all good. I don't think it was. I don't know. Oh, there's there's so we've well, seen some duds, but yeah, yeah. But sometimes you watch duds because they're duds, but then you sometimes you get you get really screwed by duds. Like when you watch when you watch something like uh, oh Troll Two, you know what you're getting. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Oh my God, Carl introduced me to that too. Oh my God, <laughs> it was awesome. Have you seen it, Rob? I have not. No, it's oh my the gosh. it's the worst best movie ever made did i get and, that right yeah and there's a documentary about that being the best worst movie ever best made. worst called, movie best wow. worst movie wow. and it's called best worst movie ever made so. yeah it's a cult film it's a classic it's, it's really one of those ones that they show at the music box theater for midnight screening sometimes where people mm. come and 
do a Rocky Horror thing yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely. It's, really it's, good. it's so bad. It's wonderful. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's, there's good, bad, and there's bad, bad. That's good, bad. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So uh, before yep. we go into break, yes. uh, I just want to go over a little bit of news for this sure. week. Um, the yeah. big news was uh, Nev Campbell is coming back to Scream 5. Yeah, and Sydney Press, Prescott. So that yep. was really awesome news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they got um, Arquette. So Arquette and Nev Campbell and uh, Courtney Cox. Okay. Sweet. That's now uh, how how all three are going to survive this one? I don't know because yeah, nobody you know, knows a uh, plot for it, so I don't know what they're going to do. What's the new thing? Uh, I know it's the directors that did uh, Ready or Not, which is a really good movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I love. Excellent. No, I have to see that. I have to see it. I got it. You got to see it. Yeah, definitely have to see it. Okay. Really dark, dark comedy. Yeah, dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> Smart. Did you see uh Rob Rob, did you see that one with uh oh I forgot the actress's name? She was from the Glow Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling series on Netflix. She uh the hunt or hunt. No, I have not seen that, but I know it's of the, the movie. Oh yeah. It's uh it's got the same dark humor vibe. I think you'll love it. I have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. The hunt. Yeah, okay. they, it's just—it's got the same—it's got the same teeth, you know. Different, obviously, different story and and uh, you know, different atmosphere, but definitely, it's got the same humor and teeth. So. Okay, okay. And then uh, there's this movie coming out uh, from Blumhouse. It's kind of a horror comedy. It's got Vince Vaughn in it called Freaky, which uh, okay. we have the trailer on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. Um, okay, it looked nice. It looked funny. Looked interesting. <laughs> Basically, I guess the main character uh, switches with a switches bodies with a serial killer. So, oh, yeah, that's the main problem. Okay, so it looked. It looked when are we getting terrified? When are we getting terrifier too? Any idea? Well, they. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I okay. know. Um, I think they've completed uh, production. Um, okay. So I think they're in editing right now. Uh, okay. I know they were trying to raise some more money to uh to finish up production so i don't have any release dates okay. or anything like that for god that, i can't so. wait for that oh my god oh yeah that's funny Fantastic. I, I saw terrifier which was you know ballsy and great and all and i'm excited for part two but i still have yet to see his source material his little vignette in that movie that he came from yeah i want to see that too yeah i don't i don't know much else about it except for that's where he came from he's got his small uh, chapter in that uh, anthology story movie, whatever it was called. Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where he came from, but I, he was from there. So I want to go see where our favorite killing clown came from. Oh my god, he's terrific. Oh, favorite so good. killing clown. Yes, yeah. he's fantastic. And There's then, several good clown killer movies out, actually. Yes. Um, and then well, uh, I guess uh, there's a trailer came out today from Paramount called Love and Monsters, which looks interesting. Uh, that's on our Facebook page as well. It's coming out on demand on October 16th. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That okay. looks, it looks interesting. It's kind of a, I don't know, this guy's trying to 
you know, he loses his girl and there's, there's all these monsters taking over the world and he's trying to fight them to try to find his girlfriend. So, Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. I mean, there's some cool special effects in the trailer. It looks funny. So, awesome. Yeah. Is that also, is that also where I can order a horror vein t-shirt? Yes. Does it does it does it come in size fat? <laughs> as fat as you want, yeah. That's oh, right. Excellent, excellent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we got all kinds of sizes on there. That's a nice shirt. Just I love trying it. to push the merch. Trying to push the merch. Got to yeah, do it. The swag. You. Appreciate that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that's it. Now, have you seen uh, Have you seen Tenant or Unhinged yet? Uh, I have not. I have not. I haven't either. I got to do that though. But I did hear that Tenet's done fairly well at the box office, so that's good. Okay. So we Carl, will have you? Not yet. I've been afraid to go to a theater. Oh, gotcha. I hear you. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Compromise, compromise immune system. But I do want to see. Obviously, you see Tenet on the big screen. That's just something you, you have do. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to see New Mutants, but. Uh, mm. I haven't heard good things. However, yeah, that's that's what you were saying too, Rob. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But okay. it's got it's got uh, Maisie from uh, Game of Thrones in it, so oh, there you go. Okay, might have to check that out. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I know it's supposed to be kind of horror, you know, horror themed. So <laughs> I was, you know, there's a lot of the times where the critics rip on something, and then I go there, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. I loved it. You know, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't I don't listen to critics. You know, screw screw them. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I know. Uh, and on that note, we uh, we're going to yes. take a break here. All right. Before we get into talking about Return of the Living Dead. Sounds so, good. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment after this break. All right. You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network. crazy we talk about all kinds of things on Frico's Funhouse so if you want to have a good laugh um but if you're easily offended uh, I wouldn't listen yeah because he's a buddy mouth anyway uh join us here on your favorite podcast app and listen to Frico's Funhouse where we get crazy and clowning around all the time <laughs> and you need to take a shower you stink <laughs> I'll see you here on Frico's Funhouse with all you Freaky kids out there. <laughs> it's Freaky's Fun House. You can have a great time too. And if you don't like us, you can kiss my ass. And we're back here with the greatest podcast on the planet. Horror yes, vein. we are. And we have our special guest. And uh, we're talking about Return of the Living Dead. Yes. 
And uh, one of the best goddamn movies ever made. One of the best goddamn movies ever made. Yes. Yes. I had, Carl to, I had to dry a tear from my eye when I said it. <laughs> got, got, got emotional. Got emotional. Five stars right. from Carl. Five stars. So that means it's five a great stars. Yeah. One of my favorites oh, yeah. of. Uh, well, I actually, uh, I actually saw the film when it opened. Yes. Didn't know anything about it. Uh, went to like a, it was like a midnight screening. It was, yes. pa- it was packed. Yes. Packed. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm only here because it's Dan O'Bannon. Cause I love Dan O'Bannon's work. Dan O'Bannon wrote oh, yeah. alien and did total recall. And, uh, so I was like, Oh, cool. I got to see this movie. And then, man, I was blown away by the end of it. I was like, Holy shit. That was good. I loved it. Yeah. I, uh... Oh my God. Such a similar situation. My mother, uh, we watched Siskel and Eber, and they were actually, if, if memory serves, they're giving a high praise. And yeah, so they did. She, they did. Yeah. So it was cool. So she took me to the same thing like you. We went to the midnight screening. It was packed. And there's nothing better than seeing something so awesome in oh, a packed theater because the reactions were incredible. And back in the day oh, when yeah. movies were were events. You yes. Know? Yeah, it was, well, I, it was really cool. I, I have a confession to make. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, There's no way you didn't see it. I have, I had never seen the movie. Oh my god! So the, until last night. Until last night. Holy shit! Yep. Oh my yep. god! First time I'd ever seen it. Yeah. What? I know you missed that one too, Carl. <laughs> holy god! No, no, no! This Carl. is bullshit. Carl, no, what's think, what's wrong think, with you, man? What's wrong no, with you? No, no, I think I think Don suffered a head in, head injury <laughs> and, and forgot all the movies I showed him. Do you want to know why I know this to be true? All because right. the opening credits come on, <laughs> and it says written by John Rusto and Russ Striner. Yeah, yeah. The story. Oh my they, god! They did the story. Yeah. Holy shit, that blew yeah. my mind. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the movie starts and yeah. they reference Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> are you kidding me? And well, then we get into this a little bit later, but they reference, well, I shouldn't say reference, they reference that in the beginning, but then there's some similarities yeah. in the film. Um, instead of the crawl space, I'm sorry. Instead of the uh, the cellar, they have the uh, the attic. They 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 um you know like Mr. Cooper said we're we're gonna be you know boarding ourselves up in here and then then they they talk about all going up in the attic and boarding themselves up there and they have yeah. they have a t- big discussion about it. And then um I, one of the characters says you know I'm not gonna you know there could be a hundred a hundred of those things out there. Yeah. You know and Mr. Cooper says there could be a million things. You know I just saw some a lot yeah. of similarities there which was awesome oh my god that was not to mention it was a fantastic movie but yeah uh, well I'm hearing glad, I'm all glad that you liked it, it but but you oh. know this movie is in response because john russo and george romero were at odds and mm-hmm. and um john russo wrote the book return to living right. dead and that's why things are changed from what romero wanted so basically okay. uh john russo was making his you know, zombie movie. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. And if you if you notice the titles, um, Russo, I, if I, if memory serves correctly, Russo was allowed Living Dead, and George yeah. was just dead. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they were writing Night, 
John had this in mind type deal? Well, the, after they did night, after, they, they, after wanted they, did to, night. they said, okay, we're going to make, uh, we want to make more movies, but we want to go in, in a certain direction. And they were okay. at odds of what direction they wanted. They were to go at in. odds with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, so Russo shelves this Romero until, wanted, uh, you know, the slow zombies and uh, eating flesh and uh, John Russo wanted the eat brains. An intelligent zombie fast, fast right. and then can talk, you right. know, like on a walkie talkie or exactly. like on a radio or CB. And, right. And they're yeah. fast. They're yeah. fast moving and they're, you know, they're intelligent. Yeah. Because even Di- Diana was sitting, it was funny. She was watching it with me a little bit. She's like, "Oh, these are smart zombies." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they are. <laughs> Return of the of the smart zombies. Yeah, they can they can talk on a CB radio. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, send more. I'm like, police. yeah, they are. I like that. <laughs> yeah, send more police. Send more. Send more. What is what a paramedic? Send, or more, send more cops and yeah, uh, send yeah more paramedics paramedic. and cops. Oh my god. <laughs> Basically, order, ordering his his dinner. Uh, <laughs> but I just I love the Night of the Living Dead references, and I love the similarities. That was amazing. And then when I again when I saw John Russo and Striner in the beginning, I'm like, holy shit! That got me really excited. That was awesome. So yeah, I know I, I know we I know we had this movie on at my 40th birthday, but we weren't all sitting and watching it vigilantly. Right. So right. But yeah. uh, God, how you could how could you could you could room with me for so many years? I never showed I, you that is a sin. It is, and I know it's one of your favorites too. And it's like uh, one of your top three. I know. Yeah. Well, and, and isn't word on? I don't know. Once again, if this is one hundred percent true, but didn't Dan basically look at the script or screenplay treatment for Russo's book and kind of? I don't want to insult John Russo at all. He's a nice guy, uh, but didn't they kind of throw it out the window? And Dan just kind of took the reins and made it his. Well, what happened was is that um, Toby Hooper was supposed to direct the film. Wow. And he got involved in another project and then gave it to Dan. And I think then, it was Life Force. Yeah, he went, I think he went and did, well, Dan wrote Life Force as well, so. Ah, okay. So that's, I think that's what happened, yeah. Very interesting. I know this is probably covered somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was what I was film. doing a little research on it, and I, I I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I own the documentary and book, but I t- I'm telling you, now that we're on the air, everything is blanking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I hate it when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so. yeah, there's, there's you know, I, I will point something out. I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think there's any YouTube things out there, any fan things or anything. But I think I spotted one thing with my friend that. Not many, if any, Return of the Dead fans haven't seen. In a scene in the movie with the half corpse, half female corpse on the table that they're yeah. talking to. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a scene, and I don't know if anybody else spotted this. This movie has, you know, like any other movie, has like little mistakes and things you could catch. Mm-hmm. I don't think this one was caught by anybody that's out there, but there is a crew member in that scene. Oh my god. Like Mark, my friend Mark is just like, uh, hold it. What's that? You know, I'm like, what's what? He's like, look, <laughs> look. And I'm like, what? And then it's like, he pauses it and he points. Like, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> wow. Like, I've seen this movie 500 goddamn times. I never saw that. Holy cow. Now, and now, I got, now you know, you've seen Life Force, right? You've seen, um, you've seen that movie Life Force? Yes. Okay. It, when they... On the tape, when they when they suck the life out of people, yeah, they're they, all withered. They, yes, 
Doesn't that look like the same as the half corpse on Return of the Living Dead? Very, very close. Very much so. Very, so, very much so. I would have to say it's like, I don't know if it's the same special effects team did that, or I'd have to research that, but it always, yeah, it always I, reminded me of, of Life Force when I saw it. I was like, oh, it looks like Life Force. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's a good connection. I didn't think about that. Um, I know like one effects guy, I guess, got canned because they weren't liking his work. Mm, yes and, and uh oh, wow. yeah so like mid-production they switched over to somebody else is what i think happened and i think maybe the culprit piece of work in the film that got him potentially fired was the i know it's kind of cheesy to some people but the awesome skeleton that comes out of the ground opens his eyes yeah they, yeah they oh hit, yeah and they hit 45 graves do you want to party you right know? yeah exactly yeah and, like you can see some little mechanisms in there and i don't know if that's what got him canned but i'm like whether you like it or not that's an iconic moment it is it, it is and they used the shot twice yeah yeah they did yeah. they did i guess they're getting their money's Our, worth car <laughs> man was awesome oh, oh my god he's the best zombie ever oh my god he's great he's very much ec comics yes. uh look and the yes. actor the actor who i met at the convention you know i got all their autographs and he his i told him for years i thought i thought this was a sort of intricate marionette puppet the way you moved i'm like i was fooled for years to think he was like this brilliant puppet and he's and like, that's what oh, i thought it was too and there's actually a that somebody yeah and wow. he, took as, he took it as high praise and all that and i think he said he was into puppetry or something too so uh yeah he, he was, was amazing great. yeah he could like he contort his body and stuff like that yeah, that was um, that was insane. That's some really, Doug really Jones good. level physical work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and then plus the makeup effects are incredible. I mean, he's his top half of his head looks like it's been burned off. You know, it's just oh yeah, skull. Oh yeah, his eyes are yeah. big, and he's like brains. And you're like, what the? Fuck? Oh. <laughs> what an introduction, man! I was like, holy crap, that thing's scary, man. Slime. Yeah. What do they call him? Slimer or something like that, or on the slime? No, tar, uh, zombie. I know they called him. Tarman, and Tarman, then, that's it, Tarman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know when Miguel Nunez, uh, alias Spider, is crying about suicide, getting his brain eaten, he's like, he's all gross and slimy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just love how it just goes off the rails. I mean, real. I mean, it just like all of a sudden, it just you know what I mean. It, it's just you yeah, know you the, have him yeah, there's and, no, and there's no way to st stop the zombies, which I think is so incredible. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Could, he could chop for them every... up, burn them, and they still more. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. So a big departure from Night of Living. And they've referenced that, you know, you know, shoot them, you know. Yeah. Either, uh, you know, kill their brain or burn them or. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And then they ended up burning the, you know, the one and then all it goes up in the air and then the rain. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was just so good. Oh, yeah. For, for every uh, thing they try, it gets worse. Yeah. Right. It's just right. great. And yeah. like once, and the movie even ends that way too. But exactly. it's funny you say that, Don. One of the best lines of the movie is which what, what Don just said is, uh, uh, he's like, you mean? I saw. I thought you said you'd kill it if you hit the brains. I hit the fucking brain. You mean the movie lied? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, he put the pickaxe right through the head. He's got a good point there. He's got a good point. <laughs> Oh my God! Not a bad question, Bert. Yeah, not a bad question, Bert. Yes. Oh, fuck! It's so good. The, you mean the movie lied? That was so good. The oh my the God! The funniest thing is when the when they go over and the half dogs are on the floor and they're barking and shit. I never laugh so hard. Oh God! The life. half dog. That's right. Yeah, they're like going. Rrr, rrr. 
yeah. And he's like hitting like it with the. Him over with, it. Yeah. He's like hitting it with the. He's hitting it with the. Uh, a, I don't know what are what are you referring to? A crutch. With, a crutch. That's a crutch. it. Yeah. Oh my god! I never laughed so hard in my life. I was crying, man. He's like, have, oh my I, god! Oh! I have I have a split dog on my refrigerator. Do, do you really? really? Wow. Yeah. I do. It's, uh, oh my god, that's awesome! And then uh, there's always this uh, James Karen and uh, I think Don Kelfa, maybe even uh, uh, Clue Gulliger. I think they signed something about rabid weasels on yes. their autograph. God, I yes. love that scene too. The yeah. weasel. Well, they're really not weasels. Oh my god, Ernie <laughs> was great. A bunch of rabid weasels. <laughs> oh, why don't you just take it? Oh, I can't I'll do take that. Ernie. And I'll shoot him. You know? No, 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 no. Mean, don't you do mean that, that way? <laughs> I'll just turn it up hotter. There can't be anything left. We can't have oh my god. Can we get rid of the dust? Oh. God, I was so good. Oh you know what I, just this subtle thing when they, when Ernie gets the pant leg ripped mm. and then he's sitting down and he's ready to whatever he's ready to do, he's ready to do something important or big or brave or something, and then he clips the other part. Yeah. And then and then he goes, Okay, let's go. Now, <laughs> now that actually was not in the script. It was ad lib. They he just wanted to cut the pants off, and they left it in the film. Oh, that I loved it. Yeah, I'm so glad they left it. Oh my god, that was a riot! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It's like some... everything stops, and Ernie's yeah. cutting his pants. <laughs> what the? Fuck? Yeah, it was a great moment because it was like, awesome. It like almost yeah, the whole film just stops while he cuts his. Pants. Yes, <laughs> everything like, just so, comes yeah. to a. F- and then he yeah, goes, "Okay, let's hall. go." <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, let's go." Oh and my I'm, god! Oh, it's great you guys point that out because I think Clue even kind of was playing along because there's this long pause as he's doing it, and nobody knows what to do. And Clue just, I think he says like under his breath, "I'm sorry," you know. Or something yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. But um, another really interesting subtle thing since you're bringing up subtle things about uh, Ernie Kaltenbrunner, uh, Don Kelfa, God rest his soul's character. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a German kind of like hidden Nazi thing going on there. Cause yeah. uh, he's, yeah. he's got the German music in his headset yeah. on his Walkman. He's got yeah. the German zip gun there. Yeah. The P 38 pistol. And he That's also right. says it's raining like cats and dogs in German. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That was, and, he's, and he also seems to be like a, an expert at dissecting bodies too. So interesting. That's right. Yeah. Not just a mortician, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was supposed to be, uh, they reference an infamous Nazi SS officer, Ernest wow. Kloppenbrunner or something like that. Okay, interesting. They, yeah, oh, yeah. And there's a photo of uh, Eva Brown on the wall. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so next time wow. you watch it, you have to look for that. Speaking That's of photo, speaking of things on the wall in the movie, <laughs> Rob, do, do you know what the eye chart says? No. <laughs> I saw it, but I couldn't, I didn't, could, didn't get it quick enough. What does it say? Uh, I think it says something like Bert is a slave driving <laughs> son yeah, of a bitch right. and he's yeah. losing his hair yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Right. That's right. Oh my God. Cause I know I saw it and I, and I didn't see the big E and I'm like, it started to like, okay, this says something, but then they, I just, they went to the next scene. So yeah, but I it's figured a, it said something against Bert, which is funny. That's great. <laughs> I think oh they, God. I, there might even be a mug or a shirt based on that somewhere. Yeah. That's awesome. 
But uh, yeah, so many little things. And here's another interesting thing. You know how they got the butterflies to start coming mm-hmm. to life? I saw. I noticed that. Yep. They, they, those butterflies were just pinned on the, the, you know, the frame like they should, like they were. But all they did was they just blew like a, a fan or a vacuum at them to make the wings flutter. <laughs> That's awesome. Diane actually saw that. She picked up on that. She said, oh, the butterflies are now moving. I'm like, oh, my God. It's a great, such a great effect for so little. You know, they they took uh, a small, smallish budget and made it look like it was ten times bigger than it was. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Uh, this is the ultimate party rock horror movie. There's like, uh, Rob, maybe uh, you could chime in on this. Like, there's in horror, there's obviously several subgenres. Yeah, and and like you know, oh, you know, I like supernatural movies like zombie films i like old supernatural old zombie you know the, the era eras and genres this is like my one of my favorite genres which is the party rock horror movie is yes. just how i call it yes uh, stuff like this just goes it's just perfect like this and night of the demons are like the perfect double feature for me you know exactly yeah it, it, and the soundtrack is very important because they use a lot of like um what's it called oh, great death, punk bands. death rock i think they call it oh the soundtrack's great you know, they oh, got 45 great. Grave, The Cramps, uh, The Flesh Eaters, you know, The Damned. I mean. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so good. I know, know there's like punk and then there's like psychobilly and right. all sorts of horror rock, stuff like that. Not necessarily death metal or anything, but definitely cool punk, you know, kind of metal, almost metal. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I love yeah. I love the scene in the graveyard and the, the, the guys in the punk rock outfit. And he's like, this isn't a costume. This yeah, is a statement. A oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this is a way of life. <laughs> and she's oh like, all the, like, uh, Lenaya Quigley's all naked in front of trying to hump him. I know, like, she's naked like the whole film. I, 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 I want to, like, I want to get her on the show because I want to ask her, I'm like, How do, that must have been hell to be just running around the whole movie naked. Yeah. Yeah, no, she'll tell you herself how cold it was. Well, they they actually, I guess they put a prosthetic uh, crotch yep. on her. Yeah, there's a cod piece to hide the goods. Yeah. No, I didn't know the producers that. producers came in, uh, they came on set that day when they were shooting that, and they're like, whoa, 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 got to cover that up. You know? <laughs> wow. You're clearly showing way too much mom's pubis. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So, wow. yeah, they had, to, yeah, they had to put a cod piece on her. Like, that's funny, Nick, Jim, and I being, you know, young lads at the time and my mother not knowing that was coming she's trying to hide my eyes <laughs> oh my god I, yeah my mother was you know a little shocked at, at that moment but uh it's uh, we, had ne- we had never we had never seen kind of like this non-existent shaved thing going on before that's right and that's what I, I miss about 80s horror is that they always had some kind of nudity in it there yeah, was, yeah. You could always count on either a boob shot or somebody naked in the film. Or an ass shot or something. something. Yeah. They don't yeah. do that anymore. It used to be like, that was a staple. They had to have some yeah, kind of nudity right. in there. They don't do that anymore. It's like, like Friday the 13th, yeah. too, right? And they, yeah, exactly right. But yeah. you know, but I think that the whole movie is just a statement on all kinds of horror films. And that's just like, boom, she's going, oh, I'm going to get naked and start dancing in the graveyard. I mean, that... I think is like a, a horror fan's dream to do that. <laughs> oh, how about it? Yeah that, yeah. that was the first time I ever saw Linnea Quigley. And I know she had done some films before like graduation day and mm-hmm. silent night, deadly night. But um, that's the first time I ever saw her. And then of course, from there she became a, a horror crush. And then we met her several times. We got to work with her twice, but uh, I wish I, I can't ever 
claimed I'd be able to get her on the show, but I mean, I could, it couldn't, I couldn't hurt, but try to ask. Um, yeah, that would be great. But the, yeah, I, I, it would be a long shot at best. But yeah. the one thing that, uh, the one thing I think is a cool little story is like when she would do conventions and stuff, uh, the first time I met her at a convention, which was many, many, many years ago, she's like, well, so how would you like me to sign it? And I said, how about I like it spooky? Cause that's her line with Mark Venturini. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like right. Spooky. Yeah. So, and now I was, now this many years later, that's one of the things she signs on her autograph. So, so I'm going to think, I think maybe I inspired that. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, uh, she's super cool to hang out with and talk to. And she's, super massive uh pet support so big time into animals and supporting animals so oh okay yeah i got i got to actually hang out with her and gunner hansen at a, at nice. a convention. Oh, we were sitting nice. at, we were sitting at a bar and it was nine quickly gunner hansen and um <clears throat> i can't think of his name offhand but he was in phantasm and uh, uh angus scrim not angus scrim um the the reggie bannister reggie bannister yeah and uh, that was like the best. Those, they are really cool people. They were cool. Gunner's great. Gunner was yeah. Awesome. I met Gunner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Such a shame he passed. But he. Oh, uh, it is just a it is. great. They were all just fantastic. They are. They really. And uh, Gunner and her together, you had your own little uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers moment. Yes. There. Yes. It was. <laughs> I, it, was, it was just great because i didn't expect them i didn't know that they were there and i'm like just having a drink and all of a sudden i turned and there they are and they're like oh, talking awesome. and they started talking and they weren't like oh yeah i'm not talking to you but right they just started talking hey how you doing they took pictures and i even played pool with gunner oh that's awesome i was like this is so that's cool awesome. i love that i love that he was, such a, oh, he was such a great guy a gentle yeah. giant you he know was. he was oh so glad um, i got to meet him Oh yeah, definitely. Did you see Brutal Rob? You'd like this. Did you see Brutal Massacre? I have not. Do you know what it is? No. It's uh, basically the the Spinal Tap of horror movies. David Naughton plays a horror director, much mm. like yourself. Uh, you know, like, and he it's basically a Spinal Tap kind of mockumentary about his uh, shooting a film, and Gunner is in there. It's well, I think it might have been one of his like last roles before he did that Texas chainsaw cameo and then passed. Oh, but, wow. Uh, it's a comic role for him. You might like it. Oh, wow. I'll have to check okay. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very fun. There's a lot of people in it. You'll know like Sand Ellen Sandwise and, uh, Ken Forey. Oh yeah. Ken David Forey. Martin, like I said. Yeah. So it's a fun, it's a fun comedy. Um, but let's see. Oh, another person's really awesome to hang out with and talk to is Felissa Rose. Oh yeah. Yeah. That She's girl cool. makes you feel like, yeah, she just makes you feel like you're, you've been friends for years, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've met, for, I, I've met Felissa, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we, we get to work with her. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she yep. came here, played, she came here, played with the dog. And so you're right, Rob, these people like don't, well, I shouldn't say all of them. There are some. Yes. But uh, <laughs> m- m- most of them treat you like gold. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. Danielle Harris is wonderful. You know? Oh, yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. Got to yeah, got a couple emails between she and I, and like did music for her directorial debut called Amongst Friend Among Friends. Yeah, and it's just like, uh, then you go to these other Wizard World conventions where there's people from larger shows, and you can tell they're just there for the money. Yes, people aren't. Yes, yeah, that's true. Obviously, they're there for money, but they're still there for the fans more than just the bucks. So yeah, horror horror community uh, is tighter. (laughs) 
It is. And, and you know what? And that's what I love about it. I love, that's why I think, uh, I think a lot of people support independent horror and all that stuff because of the community is so tight and they support each other. And that's, that's, what's cool about it. Yeah. So back to virtual living dad. Sorry. I <laughs> no. What I, and, and what I wanted to say about it is, and I wanted to see if you, if you agree with me, um, some of the acting was subpar, but that didn't bother me at all. <laughs> It didn't like the oh cutie girlfriend. Yeah. The the oh, yeah. she was terrible. Yeah, but Definitely it didn't random. bother me at all. It just it 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 was so good. And what you know, I know you, Rob, you and I have talked about this before. That you know, if it's a really good, well made, written and produced, you know, and act, you know, um, accomplished film, you know, yes. it, it it just it doesn't bother me. It it just. I mean, I noticed it, but it didn't take away from it. I, 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 I think she was just playing playing it cheesy anyway. I mean, that's what the, the the character is. That's and, what she was going for. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It, it's just yeah. she's just playing a ditzy girlfriend. That's like you know, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, Beverly Randolph is no slouch. She's definitely doing it intentionally. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, I okay. mean, when, you're, when your biggest line is "Oh fudge," <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of know where you're going with the character. That's true. Um, yeah. And uh, she and she's super sweet too. She's a. Uh, but yeah, the the Miguel Nunez I had who played Spider. Uh, you might know this, Rob. Where have you seen him before? Miguel Nunez. He was Spider. That's the, the uh, tall guy oh. who. Uh, in in what? Uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Five: New Beginning. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So I, Speak. I just wanted, yeah. Go ahead. When I, when I when I got to meet him, I had I, I tried to get him to sing the song, and he did. The song <laughs> did from, he really? Oh the, my god! Yeah, the the song from the outhouse. I'm like, so I, I asked him. I'm like, how many times do people ask you to sing the song? And he's like, ooh, baby, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while I'm thinking about it, the um, the couple, the the army, whatever, general, lieutenant, yeah. whatever, and his wife. Yeah, is ah. the wife. The one uh, Ted Knight's wife in Caddyshack. No, no, is, it is. I don't think it, it is. looks a lot like her. No, it's not. That. it's not. Are you sure? No, it does look okay. like her. I, I can, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I immediately thought of her. I'm like, oh my god, is that is that who that is? Anyway, would you right. look for my stretch marks? God. Oh my God! Ted, Ted, Knight, Ted Knight gave one of my favorite, the favorite lines of all time. Well, we're, we're waiting. waiting. Oh, I, <laughs> fuck, fucking Caddyshack is one of my favorite films. I love. Oh that movie. God, oh, it's so God. good, so good. Wait, oh. it's, it's a freaking parking lot. What are you taking pictures with? Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> There's so many good lines. Oh my God. Did, did we just take another wrong turn? <laughs> I think we might have. I knew that I was think coming. We I knew I was waiting for that one. <laughs> we take wrong turn. Now we got to talk about a restaurant. Oh, drive through yeah. or something. I got to tell you about what I, what I had at McDonald's in Hawaii, and let's talk about Les Mis. That's right, and Les Mis. Oh, my God. Wow, he's right? really been taking notes. Wow. He, yes, he has been taking copious notes. Copious yes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first time I listened to the first episode just to kind of get a feel for it, I'm like, 
Where the hell's the damn horror? <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Horror vein my ass. <laughs> like more, more like horror wang. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I love it. It, it makes total sense. I love the... I love the interaction. I love the warm-up talk, and uh, I love where it just goes wherever it wants to. Oh, it's just great. Always, always bring it right back around to where it belongs. It, it, oh, yes, it's we, we tried to anyway. It's not scripted at whatsoever. No, so. no, it's fun. This is like <laughs> I, I've heard. I've heard a lot of horror podcasts, and it's two savants talking about things, you know, and it's always right. the same. This is this is a different flavor altogether, which makes it fun. And that's what yeah. that's what I was trying to tell Don because he didn't believe I don't he didn't believe me. I guess no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, I told him I said I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts, but there's nothing like this. And uh, yeah, the interaction is what really makes it because exactly I've listened to other podcasts and there's like. Yeah, this happened, and oh, I think I'm gonna crack open a beer, and um, yeah, that's funny. yeah, that's it, yeah. right? And I told and I told Rob, I'm like, you know, I I like <laughs> horror, but I'm not like I'm not like you know an expert, you know, like I don't want you no, to be, yeah, I don't want good. you to be, exactly. you know, and yeah. uh, so no, yeah. yeah, yeah, bringing in both flavors and vibes, it's just it's better for a wider audience and more fun. I um, think so. Yeah. You know, there's another Friday Thirteenth Part Five. Can I, oh wait, no, not Part Five. Oh, there is. There's another Friday 13 Part 5 connection to Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Mark Venturini, who played Suicide, is also in Part 5. There you go, yeah. Uh, and uh, then there's a Part 6 uh, connection, Friday 13 Part 6 <laughs> connection to Return of the Living Dead, and that's Tom Matthews, who plays the lead boyfriend, uh, Beverly Randolph's boyfriend. Uh, Freddie. The one who plays, I forgot his name's character. Freddie Hanscom. Yeah, Freddie. Yeah, he plays Freddie. He plays a uh, uh, older Tommy Jarvis, the third Tommy yes. Jarvis. Oh my God! Wow. See, I would have never thought. Of, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Did I tell you he was good? He's good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now here's, here's the thing that terrifies me now. Now that I discovered that after like five million viewings with my friend Mark, who also saw it a million times before, and we both <laughs> saw this. We saw this crew member. Now I'm never gonna unsee it. Like it's like. Yeah. Uh, when I yeah. watch when I watch uh, I watch Alistair Sims Christmas Carol and it's one of the it's one oh, of the that's best, my one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best Christmas carols. It's fantastic. It's beautifully it done. But there's a crew member in the mirror. Oh uh, god, I didn't know that. There's a crew member in the mirror towards the end of the film and like after decades of watching I'm like son of a bitch. <laughs> now you can't unsee it. That's right. <laughs> and like with all the te- with all the technology, it's like okay, this is a classic. Can you like digitally remove that that limey out of the shot? That's right. <laughs> oh man! And um, the the film was supposed to take place in Louisville, Kentucky, but they filmed it in Bakersfield, California. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And they got all the police officers are wearing Louisville, Kentucky patches and stuff like that. Are they? Yes. Wow. So they had to get they had to get permission from the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department to use all those badges and oh my and, god you know, patches and stuff. So right, <laughs> I, I think the graveyard and uh, yeah. the that's I think that set is gone. But I know the Unita Medical Warehouse is still there. But it's just uh, I think it's I don't know if it's a business or if it's somebody's really cool lofty kind of apartment building. But it's still there, and that's one of my dreams is to go. There. You know, I want to go. Oh yeah. yeah, I want to go to all these different places and get my picture in front of all these, you know, sets of before places. they're gone. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I know Higgins Haven from Friday Thirteenth Part Three fans burned it down. You know, I want to go see these places and just and then people are like, "You're stupid. You just want to go stand in front of these buildings." Yes, I do. That's right. 
I want to go to the graveyard in Evans City, Pennsylvania, where they film night. So I want that's go. not and the chapel's still there. So Yep. I want to yeah. go to the camp where they shot Friday the 13th. I want to go to the lighthouse from the fog and the church from Prince of Darkness and all this. I want to go see these places. So that'd yeah. be my vacation. There you go. Oh yeah, the church church from Prince of Darkness. Oh my oh. It's a yeah. theater. It's a theater now. Is it really? Yeah, it's a, a for live stage. Yeah, it's a live stage theater now. That's I think that's wow. like one of my favorite scenes in any John Carpenter movie is that whole sequence with the the dark figure coming out of the church. It's so yep. freaky and uh, surreal. Oh, yeah. It's just like wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Carpenter is my favorite. So well, they still have the house for Texas Chainsaw. I mean, it's it's like a, I think it's a restaurant now or something. Yeah, and I think uh, the Myers house or one of the houses from Halloween is a chiropractic office now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get and I want to go get your picture shot in front of the house and then you get your back done. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Get adjusted. Yeah. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Maybe he'll put on a Michael mask and do it. You know, that'd be a hilarious picture, man. If it would be. Oh Michael outfit. That would be. Yep. Oh, well, that's what I did with, uh, that's what I did with Shawshank when I went to Mansfield, Ohio, obviously I toured the prison, but then, uh, we did like a walking tour, all the spots where they filmed the exteriors and stuff, the outside shots. And, you know, obviously it's all changed. That was filmed in 94. So, um, but yeah, like what Carl was saying, now it's, now it's this, now it's that, but it's still, that's where it was shot. So I, I'm like, I'm like Carl. I like stood in front of the, take my picture. I want to, you know, this is where the, the brewer, you know, supposedly, which actually was filmed in the prison, but the building where they in the movie where they you know they take the they take the shots and everything is this other building so i had my picture taken there and and anyway it, it was a good time oh, I, I, I loved you. it yeah i, I love so, it would you okay now we we've i don't know if you've discussed this i think you have especially when you were talking about um abbott and costello meet frankenstein horror, horror comedy is hard to pull off yes yes it is the balance is hard. And if you're going for comedy, you might go too far. And I think what, what they did with this was they played it as straight as they could and let the humor come from the page. Yes. Yeah, yes. I would agree. Uh, the only person who might have taken it over a notch was James Karen, but his performance was so hilarious. Yes. He was the boss or the, the manager? The, the, the manager. Uh, Freddie's uncle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, just the the brilliant balance of you know O'Bannon's script and uh, the directing, which are, word on the street was he was kind of hardcore director, um, yeah, like no nonsense. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people were won over by the script. Oh yeah, yes. yes. It, it, and, and it's was, and it's such a sim- simple script, simple story. But I, I, I the the comic book reference really stands out. <clears throat> I mean, you can, yeah. it's like a living comic book. It really is. It just, yeah. it yeah. just works so well on so many levels. It's, uh, it's a great horror film. It's a great comedy. Um, it's a really, one of the few horror films where you go and you're like, this is a lot of fun. You know, it's like yeah. going into a haunted house. That's really cool. It's like, yeah. wow, that was fun, man. That was great. Yeah, it was it's like, just, it's just no nonsense. You don't have to think it's just, 
It's just great. They took, they had me, you know, like they right. took me with them. You know, it's like, you know, what are they going to do next? Okay. Now what are they going to do? How are they going to cover that up? They can't call the cops. You know, I'll be ruined. You know, let's go, let's go see Ernie. And they, you know, and they just right. ambush him. Right. And he's like, what the fuck's, you know, it's just, and it's just, like you said, it just keeps spiraling out of control. Like Carl said, they try to fix something. It just keeps worse <laughs> and it keeps getting worse. And it's just so good. And that's, what's, oh. and that's, what's funny about it too. Yeah. They make it work. They make it work. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he's like, just, oh, he's like, oh, you did it, you burned it all up, God. It yeah, just now you think, and then you see go up the you know? chimney, and I'm like, oh my and, God. And then they go, oh, this happened, and it uh, we came from. I love that you go listen to that, and they're like, what? You can hear all the screaming and the, the stuff. oh yeah, the dead are coming yeah. back to life. And I'm like, God damn it, did we do that? Oh. You know? <laughs> oh my God, that's a great line too. It's the dead screaming. <laughs> oh. I love how Ernie just these subtle things. Ernie's trying to move the big dresser. Help me! Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my! And the way he says it, oh my god! Yeah. Just, oh god! Oh, that, it's that reminds me of another little film mistake when uh when Brian Peck's character gets his brains eaten by the female half corpse. Yeah. His, his his head starts spraying all over yeah. the place. Uh, and they spear her and bring her into the the room. Yeah. You'll see a piece of cardboard falls on top of her, and then in the next shot, it's moved over. Right. Uh, this little cool thing, but <laughs> regardless, um, the, the 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 comedic timing that these guys had, I don't. That's something that either came just so naturally because they had lightning in a bottle casting, or they were just on a that was a great take, or that's something you have to rehearse. Right. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. There's some great timing, but like the three of them fighting with the yellow. Right. zombie yeah. uh, oh. you know like we discussed and then uh tom matthews and james karen having the scene in the office like watch your tongue boy if you like right. this job like this job right. i mean right so many oh, that th- it was just utter perfect comedic time it was especially when, when he goes and he calls the boss um oh yeah I'm oh bird <laughs> Yeah, we've got a little problem. <laughs> we got a little roar in the background. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, they're like yeah. trying to figure out what to do. It's like, oh, we, we need to call a boss. Yeah, call the police. We can't call the police. We'll call the boss. All right, I'll be ruined. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's great. Oh my god. That's... So James James Karen, God rest his soul. He and Tom Matthews appeared in the sequel. Yes, and uh. Uh, and then so as, and here's another little tidbit brian peck who played uh scuzz he appeared in all the sequels actually in one form or another maybe really? sometimes multiple in, yeah, in multiple roles sometimes he's hid in by makeup uh he's the michael jackson zombie at the end of part two um how is the second one i, I like uh, the second one i i it's not great it's but it's I, I, liked it. it's, I liked it i liked it i like it too it's and they try to do another tar man yeah um but the thing it was, it's fun. They go a little bit more for the comedy. Uh, Forrest Ackerman makes a Forrest J. Ackerman makes a cameo in there. Yeah. Um, now, which so which characters are in the second one? Like the boss and the manager, or now no. they are grave diggers. Now they are grave robbers. Right. Yeah. That's great. Okay. <laughs> and the girl, one of the one of the two uh, objects of desire from Weird Science, uh, is also in the movie. Um, uh, the blonde girl who's now got red hair. Oh, She's Freddie. That's right. Yeah. 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 I but, can't uh, remember her name, but yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. I used to know her name too. Uh, but anyway, it's it's fun, but they definitely go more towards the comic. Oh, Don, you'll recognize somebody in it from Twin Peaks. Okay. Uh, if you decide to see it or watch it. Okay. Okay. 
so yeah it's it's fun yeah i would i would definitely check out part two um yeah the other sequels i would say uh part three is completely different and the other two are the four and five are just i won't even watch yeah they made five made five yeah yeah rave from the grave or something (laughs) yeah rave from the grave yeah but which part part three is like a zombie romeo and juliet yeah it's a weird movie i i didn't i didn't like it at all have you seen four and five rob i have not i didn't want to (laughs) okay yeah the unedited uh version of part three at least has some over-the-top brian yuzna style gore but uh yeah it's still it's still too different for me um but yeah don part two is worth watching it's fun okay it's it's fun okay it's not as good as the first one but it's it's fun it's got its moments and uh um the the, the location is kind of cool too because it's like in the suburbs so yeah so it reminds yeah. me of like when i was growing up with you know and the houses were being built and you're kind of hanging out in these houses that are being built but there's nobody in it and you know that type of stuff so it's kinda cool. and then uh, russo and striner have anything to do with it probably not i don't know i don't think okay. they do no Rob, okay. would you would you say part two's uh, setting is kind of like Quest of Verde? Yes. Kinda... Yeah, like Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to see James Karen running around in there again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you moved you you moved the body. Wait, you yeah. you left the bodies, but you moved the headstones. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> but um, there's something weird. Okay, I grew up, Rob. What I I saw Return of the Living Dead in the theater in '85, mm-hmm. and it was just instantly. I was marked for life and you know, it came and went, it came out on Thorn HBO, EMI video. I had the cassette in the hard clamshell, mm-hmm. but then it kind of, went, it kind of went away for a while. And then I bought the laser disc, you know, and I, but then the, the resurgence was so huge that, you know, this movie that I tell people about, and they had no idea what it's talking about. You know, a lot of people still loved it on the side, but it just kind of went away. Now it's got this huge life, second life or third life now. Um, but I noticed something strange with part one and part two, like in different home video versions, there was different music or yes. sounds. Like yes. Our man's voice was different. Yep. Uh, there were some music selections that were different. Same thing with part two. And I think they even re-released them saying now what's the original soundtrack and all that. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what that was about. Rights well, or something. But... Well, yeah, there was rights. Um, and I think I'm trying to find it. Um, there was something about they had lost some sound effects, uh, cause when they, they did a 30th anniversary Blu-ray and it has a, a 2k scan of the inner positive, um, with the mono audio. Okay. And then they, yeah, they reached and it says the note is, uh, they restored the opening Tarman voice and other songs. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The song, uh, dead beat dance by the damn. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, it I could not be restored. Okay. That song was not restored. Okay. Oh. So it's like, I kind of made me want to break out the VHS player and put my original in to see what was on that. Yeah. But, uh, and Tarman's voice. I knew, I knew it when I saw it on a later version. I'm like, that's not his voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah. Uh, copyright issues too. for the songs. That was some of the things. Yeah. They just re-released the soundtrack on vinyl. I got a, another copy. Yeah, because wow. there's a 25th anniversary edition uh, Blu-ray, and uh, but uh, Scream Factory has the 30th anniversary that has the uh, all the yes. original stuff back in it. 
Yeah, I oh. had to pick that. It also has more brains on it, which is the documentary. Oh, it does. Okay. Oh, wow. I believe so. Yeah, and I, uh, Sean um, Clark does a little yeah, retrospective walk through yeah. the old sets. Yeah, God bless him. Does the thing I want to do. Um, I know. I know Sean. I, I he used to I, when I was doing screen. Uh, uh, not Screen Fest, um, Spooky Empire. Uh, he used to be there a lot, and yeah, we oh, got yeah. to be friends and stuff like that. So yeah, I know, I know Sean. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, what else about? Oh, part two though. They put a new, they put a version out, and I swear it's it's almost unwatchable for how bad the music they put in. <laughs> oh wow! And I think there's even some sort of audio narration over the beginning, which is cheesy. Um, maybe somebody might like that, but. Yeah, it, I wish. I, yeah, I wish they had the old version. I, I don't know where that is, but it definitely helps to watch the old version. It's, it's kind of like what they did with uh, Blade Runner. The theatrical Uh-oh. version had the uh, the narration, kind of telling everything that's going on. Yeah, and the, the later cuts they took everything out, which I don't know. There's, it's kind of cool to have the narration because it seems like a, a film noir kind of detective uh-huh. movie. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I kind of liked that version. Um, the other versions of Blade Runner, are, I mean, they're still cool, but um, I remember seeing it in the theaters with the narration. So yeah, me too. From, but back in '82, <laughs> yeah. no, back in '82, I remember it too. And oh. and uh, you're right though, the the film noir thing is perfect for Deckard. Oh God, Blade but, Runner uh, was just just blew me away. Uh, God, I love that movie. Oh, yeah. what did you think of this? What did you think of the sequel? Um, I actually liked it. It was, um, it was Me really too. intelligent. It was a really well done sequel. I was, I was really happy with it. It was cool. Yeah. Once, in, once in a blue moon, a yeah. sequel or a remake, uh, can be good. So yeah. I, I figured if Harrison Ford was going to come back, that must've been something good. And, uh, it was. Well, what about Crystal Skull though? Crystal Skull. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I counter you with Crystal Skull. Oh, you got a good counter there, man. Wow. And they had all this time to do it, too. And I'm like, that's what you did? Are you out of your mind? Oh, you, my God. You have the same creative team, and you had 19 years, and that's the steaming pile that's of That's what we get? Put on the screen. Oh. <laughs> wow, was that bad? Oh. Oh, if our listeners don't know what we're referring to, it's Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the Crystal Skull. It does not exist. Which I, I we don't agree. recommend at all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So talk, oh. Talking about sequels, Rob, I, I, I want to pick your brain on this. Um, when there are like multiple installments in a franchise, I, I tend to talk to friends and say, OK, if you're going to watch, say, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, this one, this one has some fun to it, and this yeah. one's terrible, this one's terrible. But if you want a solid story, you do one, three, and New Nightmare. Yes. You know, um, uh, same thing with Friday the 13th, I, except for there's a little, like, if you want to do a trilogy, then you have a little difficulty because part three, he gets his mask. But I'd say one, two, and final chapter, stop. But you need yeah. to get his mask on, so you got to watch three. Which I, is, well, then I, Halloween, I like, one, I like, Jason like one, two, H2O, and then I think another one, right, Carl? Uh, well, no, there's there's a good story. You I, could do one, two, H two O, or you could do one and the twenty eighteen one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now I love true. I love 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 Danielle Harris and the job she did and all that. But if you want a solid like beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, there. I think we talked about this. Like Don and I went and saw H two O, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. At the end, Don was looking at me with eyes wide as plates. Oh, I was terrified. I'm like, that's it. 
He's like, that's it. Where it's Carl, done. That's it. And I'm like, I go. And Carl oh. looks at me. He's like, well, I go, <laughs> they, they I go, could do something. I'm like, Carl, yeah. what could they yeah. do? They took his head off. Yeah. And yeah, we go, discussed it in the parking lot. Yeah. Right, Carl? Yeah. I'm like, maybe not. He's like, what are you talking about? He doesn't have a fucking head. Yeah, it's exactly. And he's like, well, they could have switched. I'm like, no. He's like, that's the only way they could. Yep. That's the only thing. That's the only way they could do it. Could have done it. And that's what they did <laughs> to bring him back. <laughs> so, and yeah, so I thought we, it was done. I really we did. Saw, when we went and saw the next one and that happened, I looked over at Don like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I was right. It's, it's like it's like reading the comic book, you know, when they kill off a main character in a comic book, they always come come back. So it's they find you know, a way. They yep. would, it's, if it, I was like, if the character well, makes, only one way could do if it. that yep. character makes money, it's yeah. coming oh, I back. Know. They're gonna find it a way to somehow. come back. They're gonna do it. Yep. 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 And and next thing they'll shoot them into space. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jason and he gets yeah. an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But, um, the one thing about Retrieving Dead is you can't touch this film. You can't remake this film. There's no way. No. You no. Can... Have they tried? No. Um, no. They, were... no. they didn't try. Okay. No. It would be mean, stupid to try to remake that film. Yeah. Well, this, one, this one was perfect as is. Even with all its flaws and nuances, It's you just can't get that same vibe back. Yeah. This cat, this music, the atmosphere. You have the gothic. You have the zombies. You have the glory. You have the nudity. You have the rock. You have the spooky. I mean, everything about it. You, you had every. You have some comedy. Yeah, some but suspense. Oh. In the in the 1980s, that was a renaissance for horror films. You had, yeah. you didn't have the. You had sequels developing and and remakes were kind of uh, not there. But so the directors and writers were were creating new movies. You, yeah. You're looking at you know they were doing something different. I mean, Lost Boys. Um, the Howling, I mean, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, yes. I mean, yeah. And then Return of the Living Dead. I mean, it's just you have all these different movies. It's such a renaissance, and it, you'll never see that again in Hollywood. I bet uh, not. It's just I it's just such a shame. They had wrung yeah. every last drop of blood out of the slasher craze, and they had said we have yeah. to break some new ground. Yeah. And boy, did they! And and yeah. it just things came out of nowhere, and there was some great stuff in there. Yes. Oh. So good. Yeah. Why the seventies and eighties will be the best for horror. It is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the, the obviously you have, <laughs> yeah. You have, yeah. Okay, Rob, this is, this is cool because in universal monsters, which who I love, I love yes. the black and white classics, love them. which you guys have discussed some of them. We kind of, they had their Frankensteins and Dracula's and Wolfman's. And I wrote an article way back in the nineties uh, about, and I'm sure this has been covered and talked about by other people as well, how our Frankensteins and, and Dracula's were Jason Freddy, you know, Michael. Yeah. And they did, we, Hollywood did the same thing. Then they started realizing, okay, we've beaten this franchise to death. Let's start comparing them and have them fight or, you know, yeah. be in a, in a, so yeah, it's, it's kind of the two best eras kind of mimicked each other. And we, we got to see both. So. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how it's ever going to happen again, but. But but like horror films, when new horror films came out in the 80s, it was like a big event. It was like almost as big as yes. when Batman came out. You know, yeah, I, agree. I, I remember standing in line with people to go see, you know, different horror films uh, that were coming Dream out Warriors. in the 80s. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. wow, you don't get that anymore. Yeah. You know, no. there was just this whole allegiance. Um, it was like horror films were like the Marvel films of today. Yes. I would agree with that. It was. Yes. It was. Exactly. 
Yep. It was just like the event, and I missed that. And that was what was cool about Star Wars, is that it was a big event. You could go with your friends, and they were all into it. And, and oh, absolutely. Every, when you went to a horror film in a theater, people were, were having a great time, and it made them even better. You know, they weren't oh, talking. Yeah. They yeah. weren't disrupting people. They, they weren't, weren't on into their phones. The they weren't, no, exactly. they were into they it. They were into the yep. film, and they were, absolutely. they were laughing when you're supposed to laugh, and and ducking and screaming jumping and out of their seats yeah, oh and, yeah and it was just like screaming. it was so oh, cool yeah. to go to them it was that was yep that's what is missing today <laughs> yeah you, you won't yes. get that back not, fright not night, with I today's remember, generation you won't i remember won't. those roller coaster rides with audiences fright night was one of the loudest oh. crowds i've ever i've ever been with when jerry dandrus shows up at the window right oh. by uh roddy's face the whole theater oh, like my just God. popcorn everywhere uh virtually dead they're laughing and screaming oh, oh Good yeah, time. yeah. And now here's an interesting thing about Return of Living Dead and other movies of its caliber. The um, the movies that we grew up with, they came back in special editions and documentaries and books and figures and stuff. How many movies today are going to come back and have special editions and that kind of love and cult following? Not that I can, not many that I can think yeah. of. No, I don't think many will. Just like it's it's uh, I don't know if it's partially. I, there's some movies out there that are good from today. But I don't think they get the attention because, like you said, that whole era and oversaturation and distraction is is has come into play. But also, I don't know if the same quality and love and heart is in the film well, today. It, it, no. What's happening now is that they're remaking all those movies. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I can see if you're going to remake a movie, if you're going to do it like they what they did with The Thing. Like when John Carpenter made The Thing. It was just it love. It, it just really improved it. They weren't yeah. making the movies to make money. Yeah, <laughs> of course that's part of it, but it, it you know the the creativity is there to let's take a crappy movie if you're going to remake it. Let's take a crappy horror film and let's redo it and make it great. You know, yeah. there, there is that that mentality isn't there. It was just like okay, this movie made money. Let's redo it. Let's do. Let's do another Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's do another Friday the Thirteenth. Let's remake it. Put different characters in. It's like let's start restart the franchise. Oh, come on, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just it's done. It's over. Come on, just move on and do something else. <laughs> oh, the thing, yes. uh, the thing prequel. You brought this up before. The thing prequel. There, I know yes. it doesn't get its just due, and there's there's haters out there. Uh, I love. I, I like that movie. I mean, it's yeah, really I loved good. it. I loved it, and there's yeah. an attention to detail on there, yes. like. You see the axe in the wall, uh, yeah. and in the thing prequel, they show how that axe got there. You know, the, in the the John Carpenter thing, you see the guy in the chair by with the headphones and the, the frozen blood. Yes. Uh, you see how he got there. It's like, yeah, you could splice those two movies together. I love it. It's great. Yes, but it was you could tell those are people who made it right. with love and care versus. And, and, and money. I, I don't understand it, but I think it was the marketing team screwed that up because yeah. I thought it was a remake and I didn't want to see it too. until my father said, Hey, you got to see this movie. It's a prequel. I'm like, what it can't be a prequel. They said it was a remake. And then I was like, then they started reading about it. I'm like, Oh, I got to see this. And yeah. It turned out to be, but I was like, how good could it be? What could it do? And you, that? and you and I have talked about this, Rob, but it's, a lot of it's the marketing and you know, how they, how yeah. they promote the movie. Oh my God. I mean, it's just, but it, it's like, it, like that movie just yeah. kind of like dropped off the face of the earth. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I tell people about it all the time going, you have to see this movie. It's a really good prequel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's solid. I don't care what anybody says. And I got friends who are horror savvy who will disagree with me, but uh, I don't care. I love it. Yeah, um, I'm the same. They one. did it well. <laughs> and, That's uh, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like um, the howling. They're going, oh, it, everybody talks about American uh, Werewolf in London about, you know, for the, the makeup effects. Yeah, they're fantastic. I still say the makeup effects in the howling are better. Oh, yeah. Botine is no slouch. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at <laughs> Rob Botine. I mean, did the, the thing. I mean, God thing. damn. And and, yeah. and uh, the howling are just amazing. That, that transformation in the howling when the, the hands are bubbling and he, he the oh, my God, that whole scene is just oh, fantastic. Yeah. Picardo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And um, but yeah, it's and that movie's smart too, and it's yes. funny and it's funny. creepy yeah. at the same time. It's, it's Donathan, once again yeah. a, another one that uh, it has the right blend. Exactly. And they're not yeah. playing for laughs. They're they're doing it. You know, they're the, the laughs uh, come naturally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of laughs and going back to Evan Costello, uh, Don mentioned some of his funny scenes that he thought were the funniest. Uh, little yes. nuances. There's one where. Uh, Costello was there hypnotized and yeah. Dracula's Dracula's leading Glenn Strange Frankenstein up the stairs and Strange takes a look at Costello and gets scared. Yes. Oh, and, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that brings me back to the whole comedy thing. We're truly dead. You could, other than Karen, nobody's playing it for laughs. Right. Gotcha. Just the, the, the subtlety. That's what makes it funny and it's dark humor too. And Oh, it's just what a but, but you talk about the timing, the timing between Abbott and Costello. I mean, that's years, oh, yeah. it, years and years on vaudeville to build yeah. it. Oh yeah, to where it's oh, yeah. like so natural that yeah. you still, like I said, I've seen the movie. I can't tell you how many times, and I still laugh. I can't oh, yeah. not laugh. It's so funny, and I I know those jokes jokes by heart, and I still laugh because it's just the timing's there, man. Yeah, so oh, like, absolutely, boom, boom, boom. absolutely. Yeah, that's how, that's how I, I'm with I'm with you there 100. percent And the same thing with Return of the Dead. I still laugh yeah. at these guys' interactions because yeah. oh my god, it's great. It is funny. But um, let's oh, and there's um the fast zombies, slow zombies thing. Yes. these are the these are not the first fast zombies. Uh, I know some people say these are the first fast zombies. There's a movie called Nightmare City, uh, one of the giallo like Italian horror films. Yes. Are, yeah. I love Italian horror. Yeah. And I know Tom Savini's trying to get a remake of Nightmare City going with his effects guys. Uh, so imagine that movie with his touch. Oh, on. wow. Yeah. Uh, but those are the first fast zombies. But these are the first fast, funny, smart zombies. <laughs> First ones that I've seen, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen them like this. So, you know who doesn't get her just due uh, is Jewel Shepard. Uh, she was like Dan O'Bannon. I guess found her because he used to frequent a club where she danced, and I think that's how she got the audition <laughs> or, or whatever. I can't remember the exact story, but she is whip cracks, uh, smart, and yeah. don't mess. With, she's don't mess with her. You know, she's which one? Which character was she? She was the girl with the black hair and the blue dress. Yeah. Okay. So she was the third girl next to Linnea. And, like, I know Linnea is a trash and, you know, she's the iconic female from the movie. But Jewel Shepard actually is pretty darn funny. And, uh, yeah, she is. When, yeah. When, you, yeah, when you meet her in person and when you talk to her on Facebook, she's just super sharp. And, but God, don't cross her. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, that's a. I'm trying to think of other things from the movie right now off the top of my head. Um, 
Have you seen Have you seen the masks and the figures from the movie? The, I've seen they the mask. A, yeah. I haven't seen the uh, action figures. Yeah, they have a Tarman mask. They have the oh Mohawk. They have the Mohawk the Mohawk uh, poster zombie mask, and they have a trash a zombified trash mask. Oh wow! Oh my um, god! With the big wide with open big gaping wi- mouth. Yes, that's cool. Um, but the figures, uh, I shouldn't say figures. There's a figure of Tarman, and he's phenomenally done. So, oh, that's, awesome. that's you know, awesome. You know, you're an iconic movie when there's action figures and masks made after. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's right. That's that's how yeah. you can tell your success right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's not just a it's not just a fan custom piece either. These are made, you know, yeah. and out there. That's great. Uh, and then the EC comic influence on the zombies is cool yeah. too. Like the, it is. It's incredible. They, they, I think there's a, I think I saw a Civil War uh era zombie in there, you know. Uh the people yeah. just buried in that graveyard. So each zombie had their own flavor. It wasn't just stock. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Fantastic. I love that movie. Anyway. So Uh, I guess we'll wrap things up on that note. All righty. And I want to thank you, Carl, for uh, being on the show. Thanks, Carl, uh, for joining us. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me and having me on. One day I'll tell you about how Don was almost going to play Saul in Old Dark House. (laughs) (laughs) Old Dark House. Yeah, what a film. That was great. Love that movie. All right. Good to see you guys, or yeah. talk to you, I should say. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening, all our new listeners there in Texas. Uh, on yes, thank Radio. you, guys. And, uh, it's great. Thanks for the support. You know, check us out on uh, horrorvein.com. You can check out our store if you want any uh, any merch or anything like that. Yes. Yep. And uh, we'll be back next week. With more horror vein and our Halloween sub, uh, celebration that we yes. got going on, sounds Ooh. great. Pretty cool. We're gonna be yep. uh, oh well, I'll be broadcasting from some haunted locations, so it's gonna be cool. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So until then, we'll see you back at horror vein. All right. Thanks, guys. You are listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network.